Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Well, hello, and here we are again today with a leader in Highlight, a Women in Electronics radio program. I am so honored today to have a guest on our program, uh, Teresa Alesso from Sony. I will turn it over to you real quick to introduce yourself, your position, and kind of how you got here, Teresa. <laughs> Great, Jackie. Thank you so much um, for having me on today. So um, I've worked at Sony Electronics for, I just celebrated actually my 30th uh, anniversary year with them. It's been quite a um, energizing, crazy, wild ride. Um, I started probably two months outside of graduating college and have moved up, taking about 14 or 15 positions along the way inside of Sony. So it's been um, new every few years, all within the same mothership, which is pretty cool. I, uh, I graduated from Fairleigh Dickinson University, which is a small private uh, college in New Jersey, and um, started as an advertising coordinator. That was supposed to be the role that I started in. And right before accepting the job, they said, wait a minute, we have a different idea for you. We want to put you into the sales and marketing organization. And uh, I had to take a typing test to get the entry level job, which is... Um, Pretty, pretty ironic. Um, 200 words a minute. They had to hire me. They had wow. no choice. Wow. Teresa, let's backtrack one minute, though, because it's pretty amazing mm -hmm. to me. You know, women in electronics were advocating for women advancing um, in the electronic component industry that includes our end users. You're one of the first of, you know, female presidents, uh, especially of a major company like Sony. It's pretty impressive. So when you were growing up, did you have aspirations of being the president of a major corporation? Gosh, I think I had uh, my, my family raised me that I could do anything that I set my mind out to do and that hard work pays off. So I think um, I kind of came into the corporate world thinking that I could be an advertising executive but made the decision early on that I didn't want to work in Manhattan. I didn't want to have dinners at 9 p.m. at night like we did growing up because that's where my dad worked. So I decided to kind of go into the business route. And did I ever think starting out that I'd be the president? I always knew I had my eye on the prize. And a year and a half ago when I was given the opportunity to be the president of Sony Imaging Products and Solutions of America Pro Division, it was... Um, it was kind of the pinnacle highlight of everything that I've worked for over these last uh, 30 years. Wow. This uh, Congratulations to you. And really, on behalf of so thank many you. women listening, thank you. <laughs> thank you for taking this journey and showing us how it's done. We just literally got off a call just recently. I was um, talking to a leadership uh, mentor, John Maxwell. And he was talking about always changing and pivoting and moving forward and failing forward and always reinventing yourself over and over and over. This is an area I can see you have thrived because what happens with a lot of women, I think, is we get in our comfort zone. We, 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 we maybe uh -huh. stay in a position and we're just like, we sit there because it's comfortable. Um, we don't want to make a change or maybe we're scared. Um, and so we just kind of stay where we're at. And um, so anyway, maybe you could just talk to that a little bit because I think 
in your position, you said you had your eye on the prize and sounds like you advocated for yourself along the way. Yes, I agree with you. Sometimes comfort's challenging to to break through. Um, in, ge- in general, for me, uh, I think that I always knew that um, a well-rounded employee would make the company better. The more that I could learn along the way and you know, hit the pedal to the metal and really try to get as many nuggets of information with vertical or, excuse me, um, jobs that I had to take that were lateral in nature, right? You can't always move up mm-hmm. to gain knowledge. So those lateral moves were game changers for me so that when those opportunities popped up, which, you know, through the 90s, there were a heck of a lot more opportunities. But as we got into the 2000s, things tightened up quite a bit. I was able to, because of those lateral moves, get the opportunity to push for those jobs because I had everything it took based on those laterals. And a lot of times people don't like taking those laterals, but it's needed to be able to round yourself out for that next opportunity. That is really amazing advice. And I'm so happy you said that because I think it also goes back to you had your idea of where ultimately you wanted to be and you probably knew what you needed to do to get there, right? So some of those lateral moves made a lot of sense for you. But really, I want to, again, kind of backtrack a little bit at this point too is... And just to ask, you've been with Sony for so many years, granted in so many different positions along the way, but why Sony? And what do you feel is it about Sony that not only keeps you there, but keeps their name so solidified in the market? Well, obviously, Sony has a very rich history in uh, consumer electronics. And on the professional side where, where I lead, which really covers healthcare and broadcast markets and B2B marketplaces and, and areas like that, we've had our ability to partner with our customers and really become value add um, participants in their journey as they bring their businesses forward. So that end user customer type of relationship has kept me at Sony. Plus the fact from Sony's perspective, I see the level of diversity and inclusion um, that they're trying to bring into the workplace. And that means so much to me as a leader and as a person, as a human, that that's what drives me to stay. And for the larger market at play, we make darn good products. We've experienced a multimedia um, transformation with pictures and music and gaming, that it is the have all end all company. I think it's amazing. Really, Teresa, I wanted to ask you too, because you mentioned about diversity. That was a couple times that came up in the conversation. So um, what is it that Sony has done in this area as far as diversity? Obviously, you're one of the only female presidents at this point, but obviously something has been done. What initiatives do you have at Sony to drive diversity and inclusion? Sure. In the early 2000s, we started working with a group called Women Unlimited, and it's a program that really allows us to fast track women into opportunities for career growth and mentoring. That's done outside of our company. Inside of our company, um, we have something called WAVE, which is Women of Action and Empowerment. And that's really critical because there aren't, I was proud to be the first female president at Sony and leading a professional division, which is highly male dominated because of the um, technical and engineering expertise within that business to give women access to, to leaders, to be able to mentor and to be able to grow and to be able to just accessibility and really having those discussions and training and volunteerism all around that 
Sony has a huge part to play. Those are two female organizations. We have organizations that cover every gamut of inclusion, which is really phenomenal. And we have leaders in each one of them, top down and bottom up to really drive that and hone that home. So those those are really important uh, for me. So in a prior conversation when we were chatting a couple weeks ago or whatever, we were talking a little bit about perfectionism and confidence for women. I'm sure these are areas that you address in your WAVE program. You want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, when I spoke on a panel uh, last year, I talked a lot about the fact that I think we as women need to do a better job, I think, actually, of being okay with not being perfect. Being okay with not having 100% of every piece of that job requisition checked off in a box because we have to be able to have faith in ourselves, believe in ourselves, and be able to leap forward and put our name in the hat because we will succeed. But it's you, you mentioned it earlier. It's easy to kind of sit back because you're comfortable and you think you're doing a good job where you are. There's so many other things that are out there if you just allow yourself that leap of faith and know that your skills will follow you and take you to greater places. Mm, I love that advice. They say, so women like to check all the boxes when they're going for that next position. Really, yeah. if, you've, if you know 60% of it, like the back of your hand, you should be willing to learn the 40%. And that's how you grow. So I think many women just don't really understand or know that. So those types of nuggets are, are super critical. Um, and really just because I don't really know, and I'd love for our listeners to know, what products do you put out in your division at Sony? What 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 are the products sure. that you make? Sure. Um, in my division, we have everything. I ha- I run a healthcare division, mm-hmm. so we work inside about inside and outside of operating rooms across the United States. Endoscopy equipment, print paper for when you're having your your pictures of your baby inside your womb and and what it looks like. That is all part of our healthcare division. I always say to people when we're in business. My phrase is, well, you know, we need to make a decision. We're not curing cancer, right? We we can move on. We can make a decision and we may be able to go back if we need to and make another one. We've got to push forward. In the healthcare division, everything that we're doing really has an ability to help shape people's lives. So it's pretty cool what we do there. If I flip forward to our business uh, to business group, we touch on everything from uh, network cameras that do podcasts like we're we're doing right now to business projectors and to visual simulation projectors so that people on British Airways that are learning how to fly a commercial plane are learning on a flight simulator built with Sony projection. So it's a wide variety of products, including filmmaking products and um, all broadcast evening news technology that brings news into our homes every day. Well, that's really cool. So one of the things that we've been noticing at Women Electronics, we in the electronic component industry, we haven't been able to recruit enough youth, retain enough youth. Your types of products are exciting. (laughs) Types of things that uh, young people would like to be involved with. So what we're trying to do is reach beyond our sales channel, reach out to our end users like, say, Sony, and and, and look at what you're doing and showcasing your products. So what are you doing at Sony as far as recruiting youth into the industry and and bringing more of that to your market? Yeah, I think that, you know, it's interesting because the transformation within the broadcast media space is revolutionary. And so is the talent that's required to really drive action in that space. So bringing in talent that has an understanding 
of that is really critical for me. So everything that we've done from different temping opportunities to different college recruiting that we do, we've done a lot of roles where we'll bring people in early within their career and be able to mentor them around the organization, give them an opportunity to spend a few months in sales, a few months in marketing, a few months in P&L business management, so that they can hone their skills and figure out what really fits them best so that we can get the best out of our employees if they're the happiest in doing what they do. And we've been able to bring in a lot of new talent that way. Also, I think in order to acquire uh, talent, we really need to have the right kind of programs as an organization that they're looking for. As I said, diversity inclusion is key and having groups within our company that hit key areas of that to foster that communication is very important to a lot of our um, next-gen talent. If I look at all of the programs that we have, we have very robust fertility programs. We have stork delivering milk programs. We have all of these, not just for female, obviously male programs as well that support surrogacy. And every aspect of us as people and what we deliver to the company, it really starts with if we're happy with what we have at home. We do this to make money as a business, but it's really important that we foster what makes our employees feel good and what checks boxes for them. So the programs that Sony offers are very rich and I think best in class. Well, I think that's really good input. And to tell you the truth, I didn't know that about Sony. So it kind of brings that human side to business, right? Because that's what we're trying to do now as we move forward in the world and the globe. It's about meaning and purpose also and and making a difference. So it's good to hear that you have, you know, those types of programs. And really, what I'd like to ask for you too is, so what would your mentorship advice be to women and men, young rising leaders or any middle-level leaders rising up, what is your your advice to them as they're trying to rise in their career journeys? Um, I think that it's, it's really critical as mid-level leaders and, and future leaders that we have. The rules of engagement that I go by always are to be firm, fair, and consistent. We can't be pushovers as leaders. There's a box within people who need to be able to work and to lead by, and being firm with that position is critical. Being fair, obviously, every employee has a different piece of the puzzle to fill for us. So being able to treat all employees fairly as you wish you could be treated is really, really important. And consistency. I think consistency is most critical because as a leader, you need to be open to your team and you need to have them feel comfortable enough coming to you to ask for guidance, ask for mentorship. And that consistency, when they walk through your office door, they need to know what they're going to get. Um, from you and your interest level in what they're doing. So firm, fair, and consistent are my three key areas that I try to hone in on when I'm mentoring um, people at the Sony. Well, I love that. And and you've mentioned a couple things that I, I thought you could comment on as well when we were talking mm-hmm. prior. You mentioned getting out of your comfort zone, which I think you, you talked about lateral moves and, and as well, but also feeling like nobody's ever qualified enough. I loved that. Yeah. So maybe you want to comment on that. Yeah, I think that, you know, all too often, I'm sure it happens with some men as well, but I know all too often within my organization, as well as other organizations that I play a part in, it's always that feeling that we need to have it all before we take that next step and not be willing to raise that hand in the back of the room, right? I, I used an example in our previous conversation that a turning point for me in my career was really around, um, one of my early trips to Tokyo. Because being a woman 
in a Japanese company, people always ask me, well, boy, what is that like? That must be rough. There must be this glass ceiling. And how challenging is this? I love talking about it because it's quite interesting. I never felt it. I never felt it at Sony and I feel really lucky, but I also think a lot of it is the personality that I try to deliver and, and who I am as a person that helps either shatter that ceiling that I didn't even realize was there maybe, but I was in an early meeting in Tokyo back in the early nineties, really just a, um, an observer, if you will, and in a very big structure and, and legacy type of way that they conduct these meetings where there's the horseshoe and every sales company around the world has one seat at that horseshoe table, the president of each of those businesses for Europe and India and US and so on. And then as you move back through the room, you know, there's another level behind the U shape and those people can actively participate. And then there's the rear of the room where, you know, you're there to listen and learn and probably not speak up. And we were going through, you know, a topic around the product to launch, the market we were launching in. And I just, I had, I'd say, an issue or concern about what they were doing or what they were saying they were going to do. So just very, you know, politely, because obviously we need to be polite when we, when we do these things. I raised my hand in the back of the room and I said, you know, have we thought about this? Have we thought of, it was all around our broadcast media strategy that business for several years at that point. I said, but did, did we think about this? And it was from a completely different perspective because I really believe I may have been the only female in the room. Wow. So, you know, that kind of thing changed the trajectory because then it was like, okay, who is that girl? I remember, you know, who it, who is that girl? And then instead of not asking any more questions, they pulled me aside. Well, what do you think? I hope that I had a slight small change in the trajectory of what we were doing at that time, but it gave me the wherewithal to know that people will listen if you step up. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing story. And now here you are <laughs> at your <laughs> stage, you're, you're, you're not in the back of the room anymore. <laughs> Very well said. I, I took a picture for my girls. I took a picture when I was there a year and a half ago at my first round table meeting where it wow. should be called a horseshoe meeting, right? And there I was, I remember walking into the room, seeing the name card, Teresa Alesso, right? Cause you all, you can only sit where your name is. And if you're in the back of the room, you just sit wherever you can find a seat. There it was. And it was at that first chair at the horseshoe because the US business is the largest for, for Sony uh, in the professional space. And there I was in this pole position chair and I thought I made it, I made it. And it felt really good. Wow. I love that story. It's so awesome. <laughs> so I think we're, we're getting ready uh, to close here soon, but I will just ask you one more question. Just something for you to comment on really quick, because I think it's important. So you made your plan along the way, but let's talk about real quick sacrifices as well, because nothing comes without sacrifices. And I think this is an area women struggle a lot because home, work, where do you sacrifice and, and what feels right? So Maybe you can comment on that. What is your advice in that area? Sure. I think that it's a challenge. I think it's a challenge for men and women these days, but I definitely felt it. I have two girls. My oldest uh, just turned 14 and my young one's going to be 13 in December. So I've got two teenage girls. And my husband uh, worked for Sony for many, many years as well. So he understands the corporate culture and he also values the role that I have. And we've got a really you need to have a partnership and you need to have a partner in crime if you're going to raise children and be an executive man or woman it takes a village it really takes a village and for for my girls you know my husband left sony and he runs his own company i'm doing i'm doing this and 
I try to do the best I can. And I want them to see that a woman can be anything they want to be. Just the same way that my parents told me, hard work, you know, nose to the grindstone and you're, it's going to pay off, right? And I try to do that with my girls. And there are times, though, I remember very clearly where I had to make a sacrifice. Sometimes the sacrifice short term would have to be not going to a concert or not going to a school play and making sure that my husband is there to videotape it and share it with me. Nowadays, with Skype or Teams or Zoom, we have the ability to connect so much closer. But, you know, it's it's really important. And when I have to miss something, I do my best to make it up. I do my best. We had chatted earlier on. My daughter was playing trumpet and she was first chair and I was in Tokyo. And I thought I'm missing this first chair solo. And ahead of time, I worked hard with the teacher to set it up so that I could be brought in you know, electronically, virtually to listen to her solo. And she was so proud that there was her mom in Tokyo taking the time. She was telling all her kids in her class, look, that's my mom. She's in Japan. It's 4 a.m. there. And, you know, you, you, you try to, to make the best of a situation. I think it, it hurts us as women more sometimes than it does your family. But you have to be able to let go and not have that guilt and know that you're doing the best you can and you're blazing new trails that will pioneer for your children and your children's children in the future. And that, you know, we, we all have to pay it forward. And the baton has been passed to us from women prior that didn't get in certain experiences and didn't have those abilities. And it's up to us to pay that forward. Well, I think it's such an excellent point. And on that note, um, our final question. So what benefit then do you feel? So say an organization like Women in Electronics, where we're an industry association, well, partnering with the industry, I should say, to mm-hmm. advocate, celebrate, develop women in the electronic component industry. How does a company like Sony see a value of that type of organization? It gives people time to connect and to learn and to to network. And that's that's really important because we need to bring this forward, right? Traditionally, electronics companies, especially on the professional side, are heavily, he- heavily male-dominated. But doing podcasts like we're doing today and exposing what has been transpiring in our industry and working together with organizations such as yourselves and others like, you know, like Sony, I think really help raise the bar, um, share information and should take all of us forward into into the next generation um, of leaders. Well, thank you for participating and being here today and for your comments and your wisdom and advice and experience paving the way for so many women uh, behind you. It's like a trailblazer. So I just wanted to thank you for being here. Our time is up. It was lovely uh, meeting you and and having you on the program. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It was a blast. (laughs) Thank you. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.